Hi there, it's Mark from Third Shot Sports, and welcome to a special tournament edition of Pickleball Problems. Pickleball Problems is the podcast where you tell me about your problems and I try to solve them. But this week we're doing things a little bit differently. I am in California right now at the 2018 USAPA National Pickleball Championships at Indian Wells, California, at the Tennis Garden at Indian Wells, the first time that it's been here. And I realized that many of you like to listen to this podcast while you're driving to a tournament. I've had a number of people email me or find us on Twitter or on Facebook and say, hey, Mark, I really love your podcast, and I always listen to it on my way to a tournament. So I thought, what better time to make a podcast specifically for you people who are going to a tournament? And whether that's because you're going to the Nationals, getting ready to play, or because you are playing your own tournament somewhere else, I thought we would talk quickly about things that you can do to play better in your tournament, to perform better. Okay, so let's get down to business. Number one. Not to sound like your mother, but you should pack the night before. Especially if you have an early morning match, it makes a lot more sense to pack your bags the night before. Make sure you've got all the paddles you're going to need. Put your favorite snacks or whatever that you like to eat during the day in your backpack, in your bag the night before. Get your shoes ready. Get your socks. Pick out your favorite outfit. You do not need the stress of running around and packing the morning of, especially if you've got to leave early to get to the court. And who knows, maybe the alarm doesn't go off right when it should, or their dog needs to spend a few more minutes in the backyard. Uh, Things come up and things happen, and you will be much less stressed out if you pack the night before. So whenever possible, gather your stuff before you go to bed, and then in the morning, you can just grab and go. All right, number two, do not stress out at check-in. And you will not go stress out when you get to the check-in if you arrive early. Sometimes there's traffic, sometimes there's construction, sometimes you need gas. Uh, Things happen, and if you arrive, if you have to rush, this is sort of an add-on to part number one, if you are rushing when you go to play your match, you're less likely to really play at your best. So it's a really good idea to arrive early, and yeah, it might mean that you have to hang around a little bit, but just think of it as a chance to do other things, which we're going to talk about in a moment. So arrive early. You don't want any stress at check-in, especially somewhere big, like here we're at Indian Wells, where it's a large venue. might take you a bit longer to get from your parking spot. So leave lots of extra travel time and um, get there early, and you'll be nice and relaxed by the time you're checking in. You don't have to be that close to it. I hear that you are a big sister now. Is that true? Yeah. What kinds of things do you think that you have to teach your brother how to do? Um, swim and jump off the side because I can jump off the side now. He has to learn how to run and skip. I have to do cartwheels. He has to learn how to cook food, make his bed. Hey, do you think you can teach him how to play pickleball? I'm really good at teaching pickleball. Not everyone can be a naturally amazing pickleball coach. That's why we created Pickleball Coaching International, the world's best online resource for pickleball instructors and coaches. And if you use the promo code PROBLEMS at the checkout, you'll save $10. So head over to pickleballcoachinginternational.com. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good pickleball coaches even better. See you later, alligator.
Number three, find out what court you're playing on. Or if they don't know what court you're playing on yet because you're sort of to be announced, figure out where all the courts are. Look at a map of the venue. If you have a good idea of where you're playing and where you're going to be going or where you're likely to be going or where you need to go once your match get call, gets called, then you are going to be much more likely that you get there on time, that you're relaxed, that you're feeling great. So when you get there, figure out what court you're on, go to that court, or if there's no way to know what court you're going to be on, take a look at the map, walk around the venue, check them out, and that way when you, they call your match on lucky number 13, you know exactly where lucky number 13 is. Number four, hit balls before you play. Look, I understand if it's late in the day, you've already been on the court six times, you've played a bunch of matches, you just came off because of your last match and you're still sweating from it, you probably don't need to go hit a lot of balls with your partner. But if it's the very start of your day, you should hit some balls. It takes a lot of time to get that feel. If you're playing at a different venue or you're playing with a different ball or there's different temperatures or even just to sort of have that touch, have that feel, it's really important that you find a way to hit balls. Now, in a lot of cases you can go onto a practice court if they have those set aside. Or if you're the first match of the day, you get priority on that court. That's why you want to know which court you're on and why you want to arrive early. But in a lot of cases, uh, especially if you're waiting for a match to finish, there's not going to be practice time available in advance, unless, of course, you got there really, really early in the day. So that's okay, because think about what you need to be really good at when you play pickleball. You've got to be able to hit serves, you've got to be able to hit returns, and you've got to be able to hit those reflex volleys. But the reflex volleys, you don't need a court for that. You can go find a patch of grass or play across a sidewalk or even a, a parking lot. I've even seen people play indoors. They find a squash court or a gym or somewhere just to start to get your body going, to start to pick up the speed of the ball. You'll thank yourself for having done that. Number five, and this is related to number four, bring your own ball. I cannot tell you the number of times I've seen people, they show up early, they're ready, they've packed their night before, they get there, they know what court they're going to go on, they go there, they get ready to hit some balls, and they just stare at each other. And they say, do you have a ball? No. Do you have a ball? No. And then they have no ball. And what a waste that has been. Look, I don't like buying balls either. It's annoying and they break, especially some balls more than others. But look, if you don't have a ball, you can't play. So don't rely on other people to have a ball. Don't rely on the venue to provide them. Have one ball, even if it's an old ratty ball in your bag, just in case. And that way, when you do get out to the courts early, you've got something you can hit. Number six, plan on pressuring your opponents with consistency. Look, especially at the start of a tournament, there's a decent chance that your opponents are feeling nerves too, just like you. And when you're feeling nervous, you're probably less likely to go hit those amazing shots that land perfectly on the sideline. So if you and your partner start off the match saying, hey, this is our first match, let's get our feet wet, let's get in here, and let's really make them work. Let's pressure them with consistency. That doesn't mean never hit winners. Obviously, if a ball is up above the net, you should hit it down and hit it hard and go for your winner. Yes. But it's probably not a great idea early on in a tournament to start going for your best shots right away. If you and your partner come out and you have the strategy that you're going to pressure with consistency, that you're going to be super steady, that when you walk off that court, your opponents are going to say, man, those guys never missed. That's a really good way to start a match. Number seven, pay attention to the schedule. Look at the list. It is updated, especially if you're playing one of the bigger tournaments that uses one of the software systems like pickleballtournaments.com or whatever, and they usually show it on a scoreboard so you can see 
which matches are on, which matches are on deck, which ones are coming up. And you got to pay attention to that. It's very easy to get lost in a conversation with someone or to go out and watch a great match or to shoot some video or go to the bathroom and see an old friend on your way to the bathroom or whatever. It's really important that you pay attention to the schedule, to the matches that are going out because there's nothing worse well, I guess there is something worse than being called and having to rush to your court. The worst thing is that you don't show up to your court. And I've seen this. I've seen this from pros who I will not mention who were defaulted because they didn't get out to their court in time because they weren't paying attention. They thought someone would let them know or that they would just hear it. So you have a responsibility to pay attention to when your match gets called and to get out there quickly. Number eight, scout your opponents, but not too much. Sometimes you play people that you have no idea who they are, and that's fine. But very often you're going to play people that you've played before, or that you've at least seen play before. See if you can find a way to get an idea about what they play like, and whether that means watching them warm up, watching them practice, watching them play another match previously. Hey, I even know people who go on YouTube and watch old matches. So try to get a sense of what they do. Does one of the players poach a lot? Does the other player... Uh, dislike hitting balls that are low on their backhand side? Does one player often come charging to the net when their partner is hitting a third shot even before it gets hit? These are all useful things for you to know. Now, while I say that you should scout and have an idea, don't overdo it because how people have played in the past is not necessarily an indicator of how they're going to play today. So you don't want to outthink yourself, right? You don't want to put too much value on what they've done before. But it is a good idea to have a sense of what they've done before because there's a good chance that you're going to see some of that in your upcoming match. In the beginning, we gave you unlimited power and asked just one thing in return. Just one thing. Just keep it in. What were we thinking? Mistakes were made. Lives were lost. But this time, just relax. We've got you covered. Selkirk. Power. Control. No compromise. Number nine. Be normal. Yeah, it's a tournament. And you're keeping score. And maybe you have a chance to get a medal. Or maybe you got a chance to even win some money. Bragging rights at, at the very least. But I've seen people before who, when they play at home, when they just go out and they have fun. They show up, they show up, they jump on the court, they're smiling, they're laughing, they're talking, they play really well. Why would you undermine that at the time of a tournament? I've seen people who, you know, there's like, there's rec play gym and then there's tournament play gym. And rec play gym is fun and relaxed and jovial. And tournament play gym, that guy doesn't smile at you. He doesn't talk to you. He's pretty grumpy. He's surly. He's got his headphones on. He's trying to get in the zone. And if you play well in your normal day-to-day -day life and you would like to perform like that in a tournament, it's probably a good idea to more or less keep the same sort of attitude. By changing things, by getting more serious now that you're playing in a tournament, there's a good chance that you overthink it, that you put too much pressure on yourself. And in those situations, people often don't perform well. And finally, number 10, thing you can do to perform well at your next tournament is compete hard, but remember, it's just a game. Pickleball is a game and games are meant to be fun. And so if things go well, that's great. Be a gracious winner. And if things don't go so well, that's okay too. Be a gracious loser. You know, you don't have to look very far these days to realize that those of us who get to spend leisure time playing a game like pickleball with friends, 
often outside in beautiful places. We have a lot to be thankful for. And when you put things in perspective, when you're seeing how other things are going on in the world right now, and then you think about how silly it is that you get upset when you hit a ball that lands a couple inches out, or you try to play a drop that hits the net. Yeah, I don't like doing that either. But when we put things in perspective, we realize how lucky we are to be doing what we're doing. So go out there, compete hard, have fun. But remember, pickleball is just a game. And we'll leave it there. Thanks to everyone who listened this week. Good luck to all of you who are competing at the USAPA Nationals or any other tournament when you're listening to this. Uh, I wish you very good luck. Send me an email. I'd love to know what you think about this. You can email us at mark at thirdshotsports.com. If you have a pickleball problem you'd like me to address, uh, you can create a voice memo on your phone and send it to that address. Create a voice memo. Email it to mark at thirdshotsports.com and maybe we'll play it on the air and talk about your problem. Until then, see you next time. Thank you.